San Antonio Sports Star Audio Vault is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. Live, local, loud. KZDC, San Antonio Sports Star. ESPN, AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. Brandon Medina, Tanner Carlson, and Quinn Hudson. The Sunday Sports Grill. You know who's back up in this, San Antonio. We ride at night. We going live. You're going to hear this at the halftime show. But we doing it. You know what I'm saying? We're doing the big things. Big deal over here. I'm your man, Brandon Big Poppy Medina. Our boy, Edwin. We got to go live real quick. But anyway, we got Quinn Hudson, Tanner Carlson in the building. It's going to be a packed show. Massive. Massive implications today. We got bets on the line. We have prop bets, halftime show performances, who should be in, who's our favorite, lots of trash talk going on, probably some more Carnegie Salah bets going on. There's a lot. I guarantee Quinn Hudson's going to say one thing that all of us disagree with that's going to come true, <laughs> oh, and yeah. then one thing that's outrageous that's never going to happen, but he believes it with his heart of hearts. Oh, man. First of all, Poppy, you've been holding it down, man. I mean, yeah, we've been I said, 8:30. I mean, you know, I mean, I passed up on on my 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 um my uh gospel stream. Oh. Just so I could listen to you bash the cowboys. <laughs> you you filling in on laying down the law, and I felt like you was like laying down the violence. The like violence, you want to yes. bring this yes. out of us. Cowboy fans, we're in bliss today. We're watching the Super Bowl. We've kind of healed a little bit. Mm. We've gotten we've gotten past the Cowboys and, and and how we fell short this season. Yep. And then here you come, just just poking the bear, poking the bear by the. And and I want to say something real fast because I know there's a lot of Cowboy fans listening right now, <laughs> and I know Tanner's here with me. See, this yes. is that part of the wrestling match where you've been beating us down, beating us down, and, you come back, and hey, the crowd's been cheering, now, now and now all of a sudden one. the punches yeah. don't hurt no more. Yeah. I can rise up and take <laughs> all the beatings. I got the Hulkamania Rocky. going. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm pumping it up. You're not good. I got the Hulkamania going. Look, so here's the thing, man. You actually are validating the case for why Cowboys loyalty is special. It is. You, it you, is. When you it talk is. about the definition of insanity, the reason why we are so who we are yes. is because we don't need them to be relevant. We don't need them to be winning. Yes. All we have to do is believe in them and ride with them. Yes. See, I think it was about five weeks left in the season. And you concluded that your Vikings had no shot, right? Yes. You started rooting for the draft picks and everything else. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't even wear purple no more. Mm -hmm. It was I bet you if Purple Rain was on TV, you would turn the channel. You didn't want nothing to do with purple because you wanted nothing to do with Vikings. But that's how y'all are. People don't forget. They forget Pledger is even a Texans fan because he you don't even talk. He don't talk about it unless yeah. you talk about Deshaun Watson. Yeah. And then he's salty about that. Yes. So, Cowboy fans, we are loyal. Remember, remember when the Patriots were winning and they were talking about they, oh, we're the real America's team. Oh, no. they, 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 they try to claim because they were relevant in that moment. Yes. Are they still America's team? Does anybody want to tune in to watch the Patriots? No. Like, is anybody? Do they? Are their ratings still good? Our ratings are still good, whether we're winning or not. Yeah, I'm hot today, Big Poppy. <laughs> you like bringing it. up the Cowboys? Yes, we are relevant, man. We stay Ple relevant. You know they talk about us right now, and we ain't even in the playoffs. You know what it is? Pledger, Pledger likes to lead me into this forbidden door, and you walk, and, I walk and you right kick in. the door in. I kick it in and let the fireworks blow. I oh go my crazy. God. But and the best part about all this is Pledger just left the building, and he so he got to say his piece. And, and just walk not, out and, and not have to yeah. defend himself. Well, and then now, 
two on one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Big, big Poppy's yes. mismatched on the two. And on the ref, one. the ref is unconscious right now in the ring yes. right now. The ref <laughs> is down, face down. And so you know, it's just a free for all. Oh, it's yeah. all of that. But so, says the guy who has had more WWE players on his on his yes, franchise's on team. Right, the Minnesota Vikings. You've had more WWE superstars than you have Super Bowl wins. That's right. One could argue John Randall was a legitimate WWE candidate. He should have been anyway. Absolutely. John Randall should have definitely made it. Did he make a guest appearance at least at some point? If he didn't, I I don't recall it, but I always felt like he was made for WWE. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she definitely was. The the absolute personality. There's a few people that definitely should have been. When the NFL was doing the mic'd up and you would listen to Randall, it was was, was, was out of control. Regulators! Mount up. That's the only thing I ever remember him. Like when I watch NFL films, I I only remember seeing like. And then I had I had a video game. It was on the original PlayStation, the gray PlayStation, PlayStation, and you pop the top up and you insert the disc on the top, and then you slam it back down. We had NFL Extreme Two. It wasn't even NFL Blitz. It was it was NFL. It was the Dollar General version of NFL Blitz, and it was. It was called NFL Extreme, and it, the opening credit scene. You know how they always had those cool credit scenes yeah. of like the real life NFL films, and it started every single time you pop that disc in and, and you hit play. It was regulators mount up, and it was and it was John Randall <laughs> just sitting there. It was so good, dude. It was it was pure nineteen eighties nostalgia. They, they couldn't even get the rights. They to probably the couldn't song. get it. So <laughs> that was, that, they just used John Randall doing that on NFL films because it's the only thing they could actually oh get. Oh my god, the, uh, um, those the, are good times, yeah, man. I, yeah. I had the original PlayStation as well. I was playing WWF, No Mercy, WCW, Nitro. I was I'm, I'm not going to play this game with y'all because if I talk about the original <laughs> console, y'all going to be laughing at my Atari twenty six hundred. Okay, great fun fact. I did some research. Okay. So my buddy, he's got HBO Max. I just mooch off him. I signed into his accounts. Nice. All good. They've Smart. got Super Friends on HBO Max. Yes. They've got Super Friends, and it's basically I, I watched an episode. I said I got to do my homework. I got to know, and I got to catch what up my on, my, on my were. on my references yes. of my boy Quinn here. And so then, and then it was the Scooby Doo show came out in 1976. Go was the on. first appearance of Scooby Dumb. Wow! Talk to me, baby. I'm telling you, this stuff was there, and I, and then, I, I, and then the actual so the Scooby Doo show came first, and then it was Scooby Doo, what like yep. Scooby Doo, the, yeah. the show that we all know and love, you know. I, and I, so Scooby Dumb made his appearance on the Scooby Doo show before it even. And uh, then yeah. you know more yeah. detail than I do. And but, you know what? I bring up Batmite. People don't remember Batmite either. Yeah. So yeah. Batmite was this sidecar to Batman as well. That's crazy. And also, the Dallas Cowboys in 1976 had a record of 11 and 3. <laughs> we, don't, we don't see that anymore. So that's why we don't see Scooby Doo. They were a 12 win team this year. What are you talking oh, yeah, about? Yeah, but who's counting, man? Who's counting? Who's counting? Who's counting? But we have the Cooper su- Rush beat your team, dude. <laughs> yeah, we're at the oh. Super Bowl today. Big deal. Big, big day. time. This is the sports day of all sports days. Gentlemen, how confident are you in your takes from last week when we started to kind of get into making our picks? Are you still rolling? A lot of us think the Bengals are heavy, heavy underdog, but can take this away. I know, Quinn, you're big on the Bengals right now. We both liked them in the beginning of the playoffs as our dark horse. Yeah. I don't think either of us expected them to be where they are Not now. Not at all. But we just thought they'd make a good run. And now they made the run of all runs for the Bengals. And clearly... They are just barely out favored by the Rams when it comes to the line. They're right now sitting at plus four and a half. Okay. 
Do you like that line? What do you think? I don't like it. And this is interesting because I don't want to take anything away from Cincinnati because you're right. They, they, they're house money. If house money was house money, this mm-hmm. is, this is what they are right now. No one expected them to be here. I, of course, I had Kansas City against the Rams in the Super Bowl. But at the beginning of the year, one of the things I said that I thought would be special was Matt Stafford. Right. I believe this was going to be his magical run, yeah. both on the fantasy side, but also felt like he was going to be the catalyst to a team that already made it to the Super Bowl with Jared Goff. So I felt like this was going to be the Rams, so I'm going to ride with them. But one of the things I don't believe, I don't believe both things can be true. I don't believe the, the Bengals can have a showing of this young gun team that's fearless at the same time of the Rams being who they are, this star-studded team that was built to win right now. Mm-hmm. So I, I think this this collision today is going to be something's got to give. Either the Bengals are just this young team, we don't know what we don't know, and we we fear nobody, and they just blow this out, and the Rams fall apart, or... The Rams are who we thought they were on both sides of the ball, and it becomes a landslide, and it's midnight Cinderella on on the Cincinnati Bengals. You know, I was I've been talking with buddies and texting family members of just like how to break this game down. Like, what what do you actually think? Because it's kind of you're at the Cinderella point of the story with the Bengals of like, do you actually count? Like, do you actually go against them at this point? Like, yeah, that's they're, true. But like, there's there's this thing about like March Madness. Every good thing kind of comes to an end, does it not? Like when you when you've got an eight seed or you've got a William and Mary making it to the final four, like at some point in time, it doesn't always come to fruition. You know, like it feels like it's going to fall apart at some point in time. It just hasn't for the Bengals. Right. So with me, it, you bring up a great point with Stafford and the Stafford storyline, I feel like is so underrated. Are we going to think of Stafford when this is all when his career said and done? Say he wins this Super Bowl. Say he even leads them to another NFC Championship game or it leads them to another Super Bowl. Maybe not a victory, but mm-hmm. just leads them to a Super Bowl. Are we going to think of Stafford as a Los Angeles Ram and not a Detroit Lion where he spent, what, 12 of his NFL seasons? Is he going to be, come five years past his retirement, is he going to be an L.A. Ram? Is that what we're going to think of him as oh, a- a- after this one season? Maybe even two seasons, three seasons down the line. I think this one season cements his legacy if he wins right. the title. And I think because of that, um, I think we're going to remember. I think I, I truly believe we'll remember him as a Detroit line, and Detroit will obviously hold him in a huge high regard. But I, I agree with you. I think it's it's I wouldn't say it's a blemish on his on his career, but it definitely throws off the trajectory as far as like you didn't win it with the Lions. The Lions mm. just got to enjoy it. But it'd be the same thing as if... What if Barry would have left the yeah, Lions? What, what, right. if, what if Barry left the Lions and, and won a Super Bowl with the Cowboys? They made a straight-up trade Emmett for, for Barry. Ends up winning a Super Bowl with, with the Cowboys. Right. Do you still think of him as a Lion? Or do you, would you have thought of him more so as the team that he actually won with? I think I would. I, I, it's different because of the quarterback position, right? It's, but I, I see, I see what you're saying, and it is. It's a compelling thing, uh, I, and I think how the next few years will tell yeah. that story. Yeah. But I do believe if he wins today, um, then his his hard work, his achievements on a, a team of futility that that was the Detroit Lions for so long, it becomes a part of the overall story, right? And then it's not about the Rams; it's about Matt Stafford's transition to a team that finally has pieces around him that's not Megatron. Right. So finally, he's got legitimate pieces everywhere. So to me, 
I think in his legacy, it's going to be Matt Stafford transcendent to the teams. It'll be just about his overall performance. Because even with, if he only wins one today and doesn't win again, he doesn't get put in the Trent Dilfer, uh, Brad Johnson, right. you know, Joe Flacco <laughs> character. Uh, That's true. Area. Yeah, he, yeah. He's still going to be regarded in the Dan Marino to me. Dan Marino, Dan Fouts, like these quarterbacks that put up a lot of numbers and didn't win, but mm. here he did. Mm. So that's why I see him in that level. If he hadn't won, I would have saw him as a Dan Marino and Dan Fouts kind of guy. Mm. Yeah. Uh, now, Joe Burrow on the other side, mm. he wins this. I mean, to me, if you're Joe Burrow, there's absolutely zero stress on you. There's zero pressure. For the rest of your career. rest of your, I mean, True. yeah. Like, there's, I mean, I, it, you're playing, like, if house money was house money, like you said, yep. I mean, you have nothing but love, respect, and like you are a god in Cincinnati, in Ohio. Can't imagine he's from the he's Ohio. from Ohio, the Ohio kid, right? You have Jamar Chase and yourself. You're just living it up. It's just two best friends that probably were riding this scenario in college. And right? Like, Man, wouldn't it be crazy if we went to the same team and we went to the Super Bowl? And you're living it. Like the conversations you have with your friends when you're young, like we could take over the world. You're right. doing it. You're doing it. And you not only are doing it, you're doing it your first ever full season coming back from an injury that a lot of people within the first 24 hours thought you're done for forever. Like, so, we did not think. Like, you're not going to be the same guy. You're not going to be the same guy. Yeah, I mean, it looked very, very gruesome. Right. And so now to be in this position, what do you have to lose? If you lose, you're already expected to lose. You weren't even supposed to be there in the first True. place. True. If you win... Welcome to the Patrick Mahomes sweepstake conversation as the best of this generation right. immediately. Absolutely. And if you if you disagree, you're crazy. You have no valid argument against it. Right. Jo Lamar Jackson has never even got close to this. Tannehill and the Tennessee Titans no. have sniffed this opportunity twice and let it go away. Say what you want about Allen. Say what you want about Allen. He can't get over the hump. That's right. Joe Burrow in Kansas City that nobody can do beats Mahomes in the closest of close games. And like we said, they won the coin toss, right? The discussion of make mm -hmm. it fair. That's right. We both they stopped you, That's and, right. they, and they took advantage. And so this is this is Joe Burrow's game to enjoy and have a blast with. This is all, 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 all Matt Stafford's game to did, lose, did unfortunately. Did y'all see the stat? Joe Burrow wins tonight. If, he, if Joe Burrow wins tonight, he is the first quarterback ever in the history of all football players to win a Heisman. A national championship and a Super, and a Super Bowl. Wow! And he's man. done it in his second season as a starter in the in the NFL, in which he was picked number one overall to one of the worst franchises in the history. The, the, the Bengals for young kiddos out there that are driving around with their parents after church right now. Right. For those driving home right now, for those who don't know the history of the Bengals, those are the Cleveland Browns, the Detroit Lions, the Jacksonville Jaguars yeah. mm -hmm. of the of the NFL for decades. Right. It's been 32 years since they even won a playoff game or something crazy like that. Like insane amount of time has passed since they were of any relevance to yeah. the, as a threat in the NFL. Yeah, and, and there's kids running around in cars in Ohio. They're like, "Why is Daddy going right. nuts?" Well, yeah, because well, Daddy's yeah. never seen this. There's in his a life side of me that wants to see the euphoria that comes 100%. from Ohio yeah, right, right, if right. they were to there's win, knowing that people have never first. seen a franchise. Yeah, like, like, do we want to see LA celebrate? After the Lakers, after yeah, the LA Kings, after the Dodgers, yeah, do y'all right. do y'all you want to see the the LA people celebrate yet another championship? I, I know it's not football, or do you want to see 
Ohio, yes. Cincinnati, the 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 blue collar workers of yes, Cincinnati, see, and that's why I'm torn about this you game see? altogether. I, 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 yeah. I want Matt Stafford. I do want to see him do it. Well, and Aaron Donald is my guy. Like yes. I mm-hmm. feel like he's a superhero among superheroes. Right? He's he's legit. Like when superheroes are in peril, he's the one they're yeah. waiting for to come down the mountainside yeah. when, to help. When when, when Clark Kent or Superman has has kryptonite embedded into his chest. He's calling Aaron. That's right. Yes. AD, I need you. So, yeah. We will talk more about this as well as let's talk about the halftime performance, gentlemen. Uh, What's your favorite halftime of mm. all time? And also, who deserves a halftime that has not had one? All right. So I gave an option earlier in Pledge and I show and laying on the law when we were doing that. I'll switch it and give a totally different artist that I think deserves one as well. So Think of an artist that needs one, and think of your favorite halftime from the past. All right. All that and more when we come back. This is the Sunday Sports Grill on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. And don't go anywhere. We have a lot of special guests at 1130, at 12, and at 1215. We're going to have a lot of great conversations, so stay tuned. We'll talk more after this. Let it ride, anyone. Let it ride, baby. This Super Bowl Sunday, San Antonio. If the grill ain't hot already, it's too late. It's too late. That beer better be iced down. Brisket's got to be on on par right oh, now. You, you put the brisket on at like 6 a.m. It had to be a you ready sun. to get yeah, You're ready. You're ready. That's what I'm talking about. Welcome to the Sunday Sports Grill. I'm your man, Brandon Big Poppy Medina. Tanner Carlson rocking the beautiful colors of Bobby Boucher in the building. We got my mama said. We got Quinn Hudson in the building. You know. We're having a blast. This is always the favorite show of not only you, the listener, but also the station. We are here to bring you entertainment. We're here to bring you all the best sporting bets. We'll get into that next segment with our buddy R.C. Maxfield from Gaming Today News. But right now, Let's talk music, baby. Mm-hmm. Halftime shows. Yes. Massive on the day. Seems like it took all of our playlists and just put it on display. That's great. With Snoop Dogg, Mary J. Blige, Kendrick Lamar, Slim Shady himself, Eminem, as well as Dr. Dre. It's going to be absolutely epic. It is. What are your expectations for the Super Bowl halftime show? Are you expecting greatest of all time? Are you expecting something different? What are you thinking as somebody who's seen... Many, many yes. halftime shows, Quinn. What do you many. think? Okay, first many. of all, I do Marvin's uh, halftime. Show. Yeah, Marvin's. Marvin. <laughs> yes, you're right. I go back, way back, and uh, when it was uh, Technicolors, what they call it, not oh, color TV, oh, was Technicolors. Oh, don't, don't, don't say don't that. Stuff. I know it. I know it's bad. But listen, start, hey, it was a big deal please. when everybody had a color TV. It was don't a big start, deal when please. I was a kid. Man, listen, listen leave the beep oh, right on. I know. I know. Oh, bro. I was before beepers. I was before beepers. I was. I was. Uh, you Be- wanted to go. You wanted to, beepers hey, was a high technology. Yeah. You were sending. You were sending okay. birds. Let me, let, me, let, me tell you, let me tell you how we used Harry to pick Potter. up our dates. There we go. Hey, Here we I'm, go. At, uh, I'm at the payphone down old, the street. His old man chair. This is we how you text. I'm on my way. We would call from the payphone on the corner and say I'm around the corner. So we had to go put in a quarter and pick up a, a payphone. Are you wasting and too much call money? Somebody Bro, to the tell fact me. that there's that many payphones around at that time just shows you. Like if there's one. On real. every corner, like there is a Starbucks, then you're well, too old. But think of how much you communicate now oh, I know. without I, cell phone life. I know. I know. True. Bro, you True. had to write it down on a piece of paper and you had to get there. Yes. Period. <laughs> <laughs> per our last conversation. Okay. About, about our last conversation. Yeah. So about the, the, okay. First of all, 
my expectation is this is going to be epic. I think this is going to be probably one of those halftime shows where people don't get up and move around. They're going to actually be glued to it. They want to see it because somebody in this lineup is going to be someone that you, you recognize, whether it be nostalgic, you know the greatness of, they're iconic, and you want to see it. Yeah. As much as I love Kendrick Lamar, you think he's out of I this lineup? I don't think his performance translates to this type of forum. Hmm. He goes he rapid fire. He has a different edge to his. It's not a sing along kind of track. It's not a, a hook that you're going to go with. He's just going to be spitting knowledge with a good beat. So let me and tell I you, don't think that's a lip sync kind of thing. So millions of people can follow that. I so don't think it translates well. I massively disagree. See, really? he's, he has some hooks yes, in his I, repertoire. I think Kendrick Lamar is there for the younger generation, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Clearly. I mean, mm-hmm. You look at all the, all everybody performing. For today. Yeah, Kendrick Lamar is the only today artist. True. Right? Kendrick Lamar's performances are very over the top at festivals. Because I've seen them before. I have so, too. So... I do believe he's going to have a lot of light fixtures, a lot of grandiose stuff. What I think is, I'm interested to see, I don't know how Eminem gets through this without somebody having to dump every single line. No, no he can't. I mean, he's, he's, not, he's never censored himself, no, and he's not and, going and, to and censor his, himself. His, his, his bars are not just rhymes. Like, you can't, How are you going to come in and say, hi, kids? Would you like to learn violence? Want to stick six, nine inch nails through each one of my eyelids? Like, you're just, you're not going to be able to go no. bar for bar on TV at the Super Bowl. I, so I want you to see what they do with Shady him. Eminem. I don't think he's going to hit. That's even worse. But yeah, but yeah, he's, Slim, got, he's, got a little, he's got a little more pop culture in his in the old Slim it's Shady. Go, it's going to be a lot of it's 2010 be, Slim right. Shady. It's, it's not going to be. It's going to be the Dre and Slim Shady. Yes. Uh, act. Right. For, forget oh, about for Dre, sure. stuff like that. Exactly. I think it's going to be songs you do. And that's the thing. Kendrick Lamar is going to also be performing to 50, 60 year old, you know, white America. Yeah. Okay. And I don't. But that's the unfortunate thing is we're only getting that slim shady, right? Right. Whereas Eminem, out of the and if I if if, if I'm wrong, someone call me out. He has easily the most hits out of any of them, and he's not going to perform nearly the amount. No, no he's he's going to get two songs. I as as a performer, yes. I mean, Dre's got his hands on probably more hits. I'm saying of, straight lyricism, your song, oh, your rap, no doubt. No, he has yeah, the most down. hits by a mile. Well, hasn't Dre produced all of them? Yeah, Dre produced right. well, so, mostly most of them. Yeah. So I think. Well, I'm, I'm talking like the the artist. Yeah. Like Dre has produced at some point or another right. with these art. With, True. Yeah, everybody. Yeah. yeah. And right. so here's what here's actually what I think is going to actually happen. I think we're going to w- see Dre walk out, and it's going to be the classic. Dun, 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 dun. You know, mm-hmm. he'll he'll start the show off, and it's just going to be Dre, and then in order of appearance, the order that he had founded them. Awesome. Next segment. Them. Next segment. We're talking prop bets and betting with our boy RC yes. Maxfield from Gaming Today News. I had a call yesterday. Michael Menace said, "Hey, I have a few more uh, spots in my little pot. I'm taking. You know, do you want to play? Like, yeah, let's do it." He goes, "Also, since you're betting at home, he goes, we're here in Vegas, and we just heard that the halftime performance. We heard people that were like around the area when they were practicing, and he's like, there's a profit of what the first song is going to be, and he's like, the first song in the practice was Who Am I by Snoop Dogg from Doggy Style, and I was like, duly noted." And gotcha. he's like, I'm not. He's like, I'm not saying it's the first song, but during the practice run, that's the first song there's, that they went. But with. they're smart enough to know that there's people oh, with eyes in there, in there. So they probably right now the, a sequence. The leading prop bet for that is, of course, California Love, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. of everything. Now, if they do a Tupac Shakur hologram, right, like they did at Coachella, 
this is going to be the greatest halftime show. Do, do you feel as though there is going to be something that we don't know about this halftime show that that shows up, like like a Tupac hologram? Like, is, yeah, the, is like there that? going to be I something? Shoot. I don't even know if you need it though. No, like, I don't so, think you yeah. do because uh, you guys. I'm not a hologram fan. No, no neither I am I. But I'm saying, okay, I hey, saw listen. ODB hologram in LA when I lived in LA. Oh baby, I like it. Okay, it. Okay. I didn't okay. Need so it. even I didn't okay, so even if there's not a hologram Tupac, do you think they cover it? Do you think they just cover? California I think they just play the audio of it. They could cover it, and it would just be yeah. you know them my paying homage is, i don't know if there's a special guest or something because you, they're okay. all special guests right. are they not True. <laughs> like, but it's like, like with timberlake you're like is all the nc coming right with beyonce is right. all destiny's child is coming? Jay-Z right? Jay-Z, yeah. i don't want a guest saying tupac's lyrics no, i don't either. want no, that. no 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 so no, don't no, do no. that uh, if you're going to give me imagery of tupac sure. doing that line that's fine I, i'm cool with that on the broadcast cool so Okay, or, so or, I'm actually well, yeah, you're right. Flipping okay. the script real quick, we have about four minutes. Okay. Who needs a halftime performance that hasn't had one? Was there an artist that you look at that says, "Man, they would tear it up if they had a halftime performance"? Y'all are gonna make fun of me when I say this. Go, Lionel Richie. Yeah, I'm gonna make fun of you for saying Lionel Richie. Let me tell you something. Lionel Richie's hits rival that of Elton John, rival that of Billy Joel. Okay. Like a legendary, iconic hits. If you go through it, and he, if you've ever seen Lionel Richie live, you telling me on a halftime show across America, if he's doing dancing on the ceiling, oh man, let me tell you something. Tombolide se demoya. Jumbo, jumbo. Way to party, oh, we go. Oh, Jambala. Uh, of Don't. all the songs you could have brought out, you brought that. That's dancing so on the Pledge, ceiling would be Pledge great. Said, Pledge said Jay-Z, right? I don't know if we ever see it because of the political climate, stuff like that. I have no idea, right? He has That's, wife on it. He has wife on it, but I don't know about him. So I'll, what about I'll be, you? I'll be honest. So I kind of want to see a, a different genre, and it would never pass for today. It just wouldn't in today's world. It just wouldn't play over correctly. But I would look because I've seen them, and they're so good. Metallica just puts on such a great show. It wouldn't translate very well, I don't think, because no. people aren't into that type of style True. anymore. That genre is kind of extinct. But Metallica puts on such a great show. And then also, with the culture climate, the political climate, I don't think it'll ever happen. Me, personally, I think some of the best rap we've ever experienced in the mid to two thousands is is Kanye and I would mm. I'd love so to see that was my pick. I'd love to see Kanye, Kanye have an opportunity mm. but I just I don't think that happens I will yeah. never see it happen. So, no shot. Lil but, Wayne that's what I was, I was mm. gonna say we're on the same oh, way. But it would have all to, three of us on the same yeah, way. So, you, you you'd have to throw in Wayne, Drake. Yeah, you'd have but, to throw in everybody. So I too. so I said Drake before, right? which makes the most sense. Like that has to happen. Drake is made for halftime. Yeah. Isn't he though? It's just like ladies. Hits on hits age. on hits on we hits. Sing along from, from 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 five year old kids to thirty year old, forty year old man. Like you have you have a, a wide range. Someone's right? gonna have to look this up for me where it has a better memory. Did Usher ever I have was gonna say time? Usher too? We're on the same well, Usher would be great. Did, no, did, did I, Usher, I don't listen remember to Usher. He has such a great I have notes. performance. I have notes right here. I swear on everything that is holy and that I love. I have Drake, Kanye West, Usher, and Lil Wayne. I swear yeah, on it. Edwin, yeah. can you delete the part where I said Lionel Richie, yeah. please? <laughs> that was this the one. Is, I this is not going to age hey, well. We're, 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 we're live. Put, oh, yeah, we're live. <laughs> Listen, we do a live. Baby. We do. We're live. We're live. We're live. All right. Last but not least, before we get going, we okay. got to talk bets. Okay. What was your favorite halftime show period? I'm sure you're going to say Prince. No. 
It is the. Let me tell you something. If you haven't seen it, I need you to watch it and watch it in its entirety. Michael Jackson's Jackson. Michael Jackson's performance, where he is standing there, for like letting four the minutes, just I letting mean, them that was standing a there. And that was a Cowboys go. And I'm telling you, listen. That's the greatest. Now, the most emotional was Bono opening up his jacket after 9-11 and U2 mm. performing, and they were doing Street Have No Names, and they played the song, and it crescendos, and behind him, all of the names of the people who have fallen in 9-11 yeah. are, are going up, ascending mm. behind him. And then as the song goes, he opens his jacket, and he's got the American flag lining inside his jacket. Like, if you haven't watched that, it, it's, it's emotional. So, yeah, yes. I got U2 is one of my most memorable, but Michael Jackson is the most iconic. Okay. So, the you're asking the best. Your favorite. Not even the best. Okay. Your fa it's, my favorite. Yeah, it's unbiased. My favorite. I'll be honest with you. So, I'm actually a pretty big Lady Gaga fan. Yeah. I love Lady Gaga. Yeah. And I thought she did fantastic. She did do a good I job. I thought she did a really, really good job. But one of my favorites, I I heard you guys talking about it before mm -hmm. on, on uh, Breaking the Law. or Laying down the law. Laying yeah. down the law, sorry. It was... I'll be honest. I liked Bruno, Beyonce, and Coldplay. And Coldplay. Yeah, I actually incredible. thought they did a yes, really good job. I, did I really too. did. So I, for I, I think I'm in the I think I'm in the minority on no, that. No, I, I really do. Not, not maybe not in this room. I think but it was I'm because Beyonce took you know she has yeah. a political climate. Well, it was that. it was it was the mix of of genres that it was, was a little genre different for true. people, right? And, and I just put my I put my Spotify, my Pandora on on shuffle and just let whatever comes out. Yeah. It might be it might go from Dre to George Strait. I don't know what's going to happen and I think in my car. Like that's it probably just, why they did it is because I, it hit so many different yeah, levels true. of genres. So I liked that one too. That's probably in my top 2. Wait, what'd you do on Spotify? What? Sometimes I just I just hit I just hit shuffle. Yeah. And well, I just let, I just let I just let my entire playlist just play and I don't I don't have a genre. I just let it go. I didn't know you could do that. Yeah. I go, thought you could only shuffle the playlist specifically, not go to your, your playlist. I don't know. Go to your, like, your like songs. You can just shuffle yeah, yeah. Like I just, I oh, just, okay. Yeah. I just throw on whatever whatever comes on, yeah. and, Prince, and I've liked it. It'll pop up. To me, it was Prince simply because I didn't grow up with Prince. I wasn't excited for the halftime show. Right. And after that, I fully embraced he's a performer. Yeah. Prince. Yeah. Because whether you were young, old, indifferent, whether you liked him or not, the performance itself was incredible. And, and phenomenal. And I mean, in the rain, oh, right? yeah. I mean, it was just like already don't stop. Yeah. I mean, oh, that was, was Colt. That was Colts Bears. Wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. yeah. Like he was. Yeah. He was killing. Okay, do we have a we have a real quick thirty seconds? I would talk oh, about go, go, hurry, hurry. Prince experience. One time in Prince concert, a live concert, he's out there playing a riff, playing eighty songs like on his guitar. His stuff, stuff you remember, and all of a sudden he starts playing the show dun, 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 on his guitar, and out the he had a castle behind him, and the bridge lowers with smoke, and out comes. Dougie Fresh and Dougie yeah. Fresh beatboxes <laughs> to Prince playing that's, a guitar solo. It was tight. one of the most epic things that's that you tight. would ever see of mismatch of yeah. two type of iconic uh, performers. That was pretty dope. Yeah. I remember yeah. that. All right, well, we're going to go to break real quick and then we're going to get going and talk with our buddy RC Maxfield all about the prop bets. What should we be taking? What should we be making moves on, putting money on? You have some questions of yourself. Yes. Santa asks questions about Gatorade, Heads or Tails, Nashville Anthem, all that good stuff. We're going to be making some money today. So nice we'll stuff. talk that and more. This is the Sunday Sports Girl. We'll be back right after this. What's going on, San Antonio? It's your man, Brandon Big Poppy Medina. Welcome back to ESPN San Antonio, a.k.a. San Antonio Sports Star. I have myself, our boy, the reigning defending Rock the Mike, Tanner Carlson, in the building. Quinn Hudson, also in the building. Had to give up that title a little bit to Tanner, but still, mm. a, a, a defending Rock the Mike champ That's yourself. It, man. Still you know what I'm saying? 
Lots of talent around this table. Like WWE, we're going to stay with that theme today. Anytime I could come out of the locker room with uh -oh. suds on, I could come out of the locker room and still want to reclaim that throne. That's what I'm saying. Even though the champ is here. That's what I'm with saying. With suds. With suds. That's the old school WWE. That's, that's that, WCW, that's actually. That, that's that old, old, They used old. to come out of the locker room like as if they were already done for the day. Yeah, and they yeah, would yeah. have soap suds like they came out of the shower with a towel. <laughs> and they would come running out barefoot and they would jump into it. So that was your thing. You, you, oh. you said at, at any given moment, you Wrestling. could reclaim the throne. Special at, at, so, okay, so I, and I know this is off. At what point, when when you guys were kids growing up, were y'all jumping off of ladders and couches oh, onto your onto your bodies? I'm, I'm onto 20, your, so I'm, I'm 25. So just last year, I stopped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't just know last if year. I have stopped yet. I okay. still got these moves where, like, I want to. Like, if I see if a friend is laying on the floor, I just go and do like a yeah. elbow drop, like yeah. to the lower back. Have to. Oh have yeah, to. Oh, oh, people's elbow. Tap. You got to do double double tap. You got to let them know it's coming. That's right. Well, we have a good friend of mine, my boy. R.C. Maxfield on the line, fellow Texas Tech Red Raider. It's been a while, but he is here representing Game of Today News for all of our sports betting news. R.C., what's going on, brother? Welcome to the Sunday Sports Grill. Man, it's good to hear your voice. It's been a while. It man. has. appreciate y'all having me on. Absolutely, my man. So with that, we all here are big bettors. We're looking forward to a huge, massive betting day in the Super Bowl. What are you liking? What are you looking for when it comes to these prop bets? What's kind of your, your go-to so far today? Yeah, my favorite one by far this weekend is the Rams' defense to have over three and a half sacks. Mm. Uh, Brandon, you know I'm a Titans fan. Yep. Um, that wasn't a great weekend for me when <laughs> Joe Burrow came in there. But, um, yeah, man, I mean, the Titans sacked Joe Burrow nine times. He's the only quarterback. Uh, well, this is the only matchup ever in Super Bowl history where a defense has 50 combined sacks as a unit, and the offensive line for the opposing team has given up 50 more sacks in a season. Wow. So wow. that's a great um, bit of information, yeah. people. Mm. I, I think I think Aaron Donald, maybe not him specifically, feast, but you got to remember they got Von Miller, Leonard Floyd. I mean, they have a bunch of pass rushers over there for the Rams. So I think Joe Burrow gets sacked more than. Uh, Probably, I'd feel safe if that number was even above four and a half. I think he's wow. probably been sacked five or six times today just because he's going to have to pass so much. And, yep. you know, uh, Zach Taylor, he's probably going to make it quick in terms of the passing game and everything. But we've seen Aaron Donald. We know who Vaughn Miller is. I think that's probably my favorite prop bet right now. And then probably my second one is uh, Matthew Stafford throwing um, over half a pick, so throwing at least one pick today. Oh, um, that's a nice one too. He has the – third most INTs ever for a Super Bowl starting quarterback in a season. So um, I think that he throws one today. Um, and, yeah, um, I, I, I think it's going to be fun, though, regardless. I mean, I, I don't know how much y'all put on this or anything like that, but I have um, an inordinate amount of money on this. Do yes. Not tell my girlfriend. So, yes. <laughs> RC, thanks for coming on. This is Quinn. And so let me tell you, yeah. I'm, I'm usually a typical just a head straight up uh, pick em kind of guy. But the prop yeah. bets of the Super Bowl is is tempting to me. Um, I was sharing off air with the guys that they've got the Matt Stafford over under two and a half rushing attempts. Like that mm. that seems pretty tempting to me. Like I feel it's like a he's sucker's got got to run more than two and a half times. Whether you're taking a knee, a quarterback sneak, yeah, you know. Right, right. So I just feel like uh, I I would take that over. Yeah, I I don't hate it, but also at the same time, it's one of those deals where. I think the game's going to be close, but I also feel like this is one of those matchups where it's going to be close to like the last second mm. where the Rams just blow them out and the Cinderella story ends, you know, with like a 34 to 13 win for the Rams. 
Um, so, yeah, I think that that's probably a safe bet. Um, you know, the, the Bengals have an underrated defensive line. Um, the Rams have an older offensive line, albeit it's still a good one. But I think that the Rams are going to put the ball in Matthew Stafford's hands a lot today because I don't think that they trust Cam Akers a whole bunch. And Sony Michelle, Michel, excuse me, is just Sony Michelle. So I think that they're going to try and, you know, let Matthew Stafford win them this game and really supplant him or cement his legacy as one of those quarterbacks that, you know, was underrated and probably ridiculed a bit too much up in Detroit. But yeah, yeah I don't hate it. Yeah. I don't hate it at all. I don't hate it. All right. So one of the most popular uh, prop bets that go around just at, you know, Super Bowl parties when people are taking squares, they're at the party, whatever, what have you, and they're just taking little prop bets on the side. First score. I tend to always go for the field goal kicker, and it never pans out for me. Every single year, I'm like, hey, they're going to go down the field, but they're not going to score. Things are just going to be kind of a feeling out process. It'll be a field goal. And I've, I've missed that on the field goal kicker like the last five years. Yeah, and so and, and Tanner's new to betting, RC, right. so your information is dire needed right here. <laughs> I need it. Hey, I need it. Who, who, who do you like, man? Who, who, who's, who's your first score? Who do you like? So the easy one for me in terms of like if you want to go higher odd probability is probably Cooper Cup. But I'm going to give you one that probably will kind of surprise some people today. I, I think that this guy has a big game, and he's surrounded by two other wide receivers that are really good, um, and T. Higgins and Jamar Chase. But I love Tyler Boyd today. Mm, so do um, I. I mentioned re- this too. I like that too. And the reason being is the Rams are the best secondary in the league when it comes to limiting production outside of the numbers. Now, in between the hashes, they give up the 22nd most yards to wide receivers. So um, Tyler Boyd, beast in the slot, that's where he is. We don't know what we're going to get from uh, C.J. Uzama today, who is probably going to play, um, but we don't know the severity of that injury and how much he's actually going to be able to be useful for the Bengals. So I think Tyler Boyd kind of acts as that um, safety net for Joe Burrow, and he's in the part of the field where the Rams are just absolutely abysmal in their secondary. So if you ask me, my under-the-radar first touchdown catch of the game, I'm going to go with Tyler Boyd, but it's hard not to take Cooper Cup. I like that. Now, RC, listen, man, you know me. We we constantly are talking on Twitter here and there. Obviously, you and I go back years and years back to the good old KTXT, the Raider days of Texas Tech. But when we're talking good about when we're talking about you know these these prop bets, a superstar yeah. that all of us like, and I want to get your input on this, and it's somebody that a lot of people either love or hate. There's really no indifference. Odell Beckham, does he have a big game today? Because the over-under for receiving yards seems really minimal at 65 and a half. You look at, you know, first to score opportunities, you know, different touchdown opportunities and different prop bets. Do you think Odell has a pretty solid game today to be looking at these bets? Yeah, I think so. I think that, again, the, the ball is going to be in Matthew Stafford's hands a lot. I, I, um, you know, take the under on Cam Akers in terms of the rushing take Joe Mixon under in the rushing as well, just because of that Rams D line. I think that Matthew Stafford is going to throw the ball 40 to 45 times. Um, And, you know, obviously he's going to throw to Cooper cup a crazy amount of times who could probably be the MVP. Obviously Aaron Rodgers won it, but he was in the discussion. I think Odell has a game where it's maybe not crazy, right? I don't think he gets to a hundred yards, but I do think he goes over and I think he sits in that 75 to 82 range when it comes to yardage. Um, gets, you know, six, seven targets, catches five to six passes, um, and, you know, has a game where he's that really, really good secondary wide receiver So for Matthew Stafford. Um, 
I have a parlay right now, and I have uh, Odell Beckham at 63 and a half, and I took the over for the receiving yard. So there you go. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. Mm. Putting his money where his mouth is. I like it. That's all we like to do. That's what I'm talking about. In order, just a crazy amount of money today. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. I get it, man. I get it. Now, with that, man, before we get going, I have to do it. My man Tanner Carlson here is a huge UT Longhorn. What what are we looking at for this game coming up next Saturday? We think that's a big W for our Red Raiders. Yeah, I mean, it's it's nice that... What's your second home game? Well, I was going to say, I was going to say, it's nice to have two home games against yeah, UT this yeah, year. So, yeah, it'll be your uh, second home game. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's one of those things where, you know, UT uh, basketball, I'll give it credit. I will be one of the only Tech fans out there that will admit this or just somebody that covers the team. Coach Beard's a good coach. I get it. What he did to Tech was dirty. We all know. But let's face it, like, UT doesn't know the first thing about a college basketball environment. Wreck them. Wreck them by 50, Brandon. We all <laughs> about yes, sir. Yes, sir. Are, are you willing to put your money where your mouth is on the, on the by 50? No, no lie. I'm no trying lie. to get a car to sign a bet over no on lie. my way. Yeah, yeah. No lie. That's hilarious. I love it, man. Thank you so much, RC, for joining us, man. I look forward to it. We'll talk soon, brother. Good luck on all the prop bets. Bring some money home, man. I look forward to it. Hey, guys, thank you all for having me. All right, man. Take it easy, man. What a fun time, man. So now... <laughs> As a group now, as a unit, we got to discuss, yes. okay? For the fans out there, right? The biggest prop bet of them all. Gentlemen, the national anthem. This is a huge one, yeah. right? So, And it's a country singer, am I right? I, I'm not yeah, sure. I, I, Mickey it, Guyton. It, it, Mickey Guyton. Mickey Guyton's a country singer, and it's very it's very important to know what genre of artist is singing the national like if anthem. If you've got R&B soul, it's going to be a lot well, of riffs. It's definitely yeah. going to be. So she is nicknamed, check this out, ready? I, let me see the line real quick before we even get into this. So I believe the line was at 103 seconds, which is a total of over a minute and a half. Yeah. Okay. So the past, I think like 11 Super Bowls have been like over. Yeah. Right? Like they, they've always gone over. Okay. So I want to say it's like 103, whatever. I'll tell you guys when I, when I find it right now. But when we're talking about this specific prop bit, they nicknamed Mickey Guyon. Quickie Mickey. Oh, oh because that's not because of no, the singing, no, right? No, that's because no. of the singing. <laughs> that's got to be a high, that's got to be a high school nickname I'm that done. carried over. I'm done. Man. I'm done. Okay, In some listen. Street, she's called Rizzo. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. Town okay. bicycle. Okay. Okay. Here we go. I don't even know who this person is. I don't either. <laughs> I'm just roasting. Oh, I feel like I do now. <laughs> I, I got an idea. So she got lightheaded. She is at what, I believe they, is she married? Someone's gonna say, hey, what do they call your wife? Uh, <laughs> the over under the over under is at one minute and thirty-five seconds. So right right by a minute and a half. Uh-huh. Normally she's been going under ninety seconds at her different performances for different festivals, different sporting events, whatever. So that's why they named her Quickie Mickey, just for the sports bet, because of the fact that she does not go long. Now, here's the deal. You can trust that and say she's used to going under at these events and do that. Or this is the Super Bowl, baby. This, mm. is, your, this is your time to shine. Isn't it pre-recorded, though? No. Not the Super not the Bowl. Super Bowl. Well, no. They it, got the track. It, it's, it's like a five-minute delay. You gotcha. know, they're, they're, okay. In case there's anything that goes terribly wrong, okay, gotcha. they make sure that they have a, de- a slight delay. But it is live. I think she's going to stay on point. I, I don't think she's going to do anything extended on that. And I think uh, it's going to be under. So last year, the National Memorial Day concert last year, she did 
clocked in at under 85 seconds and a performance at the 2015 country music awards the the performance at the country music awards was only 90 seconds oh yeah she's keeping on that she's so we my wife and i we've already gone through our prop bets okay my wife, JC, she has a national anthem at a minute 36, which is right wow. over the the Vegas line, okay. if you will. I got I put it at a minute 20. So I, I like my under. I, under. I'm feeling very confident about this. Because when it comes to a country singer, it, there's not a lot of riffs. It's right. straight to the point. It's note for note. It's very precise in how you sing, especially the national anthem of all right. things. Yep. So I think it's I think it's going to be around 121, 125. All righty. Ooh, I'm going to take the over simply because this is your time to shine, baby mm. girl. <laughs> Do you LA? think? Quickie LA? Mickey. What do you think, Quinn on Quickie Mickey? Quickie Mickey. What, what's your take? So I think, think she's going to be under. I think, yeah. I think she's going to go under. I think she'll stay on point and uh, be strong on uh, and then have hold that last note a little bit, but that's it. Mm. Mm, man. All right, give your official times then. Timestamps, just so we can keep record. 120. 120? Uh, one, 131. Okay, I'm going to go 137. Mm. So I'm going to go over. She's taking those notes. Mm. So hold them a little longer. Ray. Hold that. Hold it. Let, let the fly over. I mean, hey, hold. And the rocket's They don't call her Quickie Mickey for nothing. That's right. That's so right. Let's say rockets. She can hold those notes a little longer. <laughs> come on now. You're listening to the Sunday Sports We are girl. no good. We are no good here at the Sunday Sports Girl. But when we come back, let's talk a little bit. Let's break down. What is riding on the line? For the Rams and for the Bengals, what happens after this game? What is going to happen moving forward in the NFL? We hear some some talks about Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson. Tampa Bay has an opening. And at 12, we're going to have Jeff Garcia on talking Spurs talk, Spurs trade deadline, all that good stuff. And at 12-15, the one and only, numero uno, RJ Ochoa, the first Rock the Mic champion, oh, will be joining us here to talk about the Super Bowl as well. Keep it locked. This is the Sunday Sports Grill on ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM and on the go at com. Yes, San Antonio, you're listening to the Sunday Sports Grill every Sunday from 11 to 1. It is Super Bowl Sunday. I'm here with my man Brandon Big Poppy Medina and the Rock the Mic champion currently. My man Tanner Carlson. Yes, sir. And we are here today. So we've been talking a little bit of everything. We were the last segment we were talking about the anthem. We went through some prop bets, which was good, and we'll revisit some more of that today. We want y'all to know also the Kilbasa Bacon phone line is open. Always open. Mm-hmm. Always open. So call with your predictions of what you think is gonna happen with the Super Bowl today. Yes, two one zero six five six. What are some of y'all's seven. favorite prop bets? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you're you good, off. That, good, that's yeah. my bad. No, yeah. Two one zero six five six three seven seven six. Two one zero six five six ESPN. Give us a call. Like Tanner said, what are your favorite prop bets? I want to know what the Gatorade color is. What do people think? Right? That's I it. said blue. You said what was it? You said uh, I I think it's gonna be orange. Okay, orange, and then you said I, orange too, right? I, I've got purple. Oh, purple! Ooh, I think that's a dark horse. I, I think it's an underdog. I wonder what the line is for a purple. That's that's a high. It's plus nine hundred. Whoa! Ooh, was it? Damn! Yeah, nice. <laughs> that's a great money could you line. Ima- could you not? imagine saying like I put five oh, bucks yeah. on it? Yeah, could you imagine being like, yeah, I put a hundred bucks and I paid off my mortgage with <laughs> <laughs> with purple, purple Gatorade. Gatorade. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's Ooh, awesome. thought. Yeah. But you but the teams picked their Gatorade, right? I think I, I think know. it's an overwhelming like majority vote for the team of their favorite flavor Gatorade. Like I would I would feel like that would be a team vote. Like could the Bengals it comes, possibly not have orange Gatorade? Like it comes down to it's not necessarily the col- color right? that matches your team, but it's oh. like 
Joe Burrow's favorite Gatorade is is the lime. He's not gonna. They're not gonna put out some nasty cherry flavor of whenever he likes lime. Yeah, that's why I said blue. Blue's a blue's blue is a, blue is a. It's, it's it's a good, not the best, right. not the worst. It's a blue is good. And everybody can kind of agree on blue. Okay. All right, citrus Quinn. is second. Mute his mic. Mute his mic. Quinn's just disrespecting. <laughs> you don't think so? <laughs> no, it's gotta be. Red's but it's the gotta. Best. It's the it's the baby blue, not the dark blue. Dark lemon, blue is lemon, trash. Lemon, lemon lime is top tier. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah. Now, let's talk real quick. We have about a minute and a half before we got to get out of here, and then we'll talk to Jeff Garcia at 12. But when we're talking about the NFL landscape, right? Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers has a relationship now with Green Bay, right? Back and forth. Mm-hmm. But Denver's still in the mix. Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson, who has not been talked about much, but he's still in the mix. He, They both are linked to Tampa Bay. Do you think any of these quarterbacks move and who and where? Um, if Aaron Rodgers doesn't end up in Denver, or if he does, this has been the worst kept secret, right? Everything lines up from his fiance being from the Boulder, Colorado area to the fact that Denver has a ready-made team that just needs to insert quality quarterback. Yeah. Um, but I just feel like Aaron Rodgers is so obtuse about things that he's never going to be easy. So I think there's a team out here that we're not picking on. So Pledger said, Pledger said that he bought land in Tennessee recently. In Nashville. In Nashville. And that would be oh. ridiculous. Okay. Now, could, could they do uh, it? I'm Tennessee, we, and we, I all got three Tannehill? Of us, well, all three of us have, have agreed, pull the trigger and move on and do whatever you can the way the Rams do. Yeah. Maybe that's that's their... I, I really do. I think the 49ers and Tennessee have to come to grips with themselves if they've got a quarterback around a quality team that they the quarterback has done all they can do. But a better quarterback in that same roster, they're a better team. Tanner, who's moving to where? I, I, Roger stays in Green Bay. I agree. And then I think Ooh. Russell Wilson is on his way out. Where? I'm not saying Tampa Bay. I don't think it's Tampa Bay, but I think he's gone out of Seattle. I don't think Russell Wilson comes back. And I don't think Deshaun – obviously Deshaun Watson's not playing for the, for the Texans, so Deshaun Watson's going somewhere too. But I don't think Deshaun Watson's going to be playing much football, so I don't know how big of a market there is for him. I, mm. Yeah, I think the league has to still – you know, the, the conduct uh, policy is still going to happen, so I see him – Sitting some time out. Mm. Gets He's going to be suspended regardless of what the Re- yeah, legal re- system regardless says. of where people go, there's going to be a massive shift, a seismic True. shift with quarterbacks and leading. Not in Dallas, not in Minnesota either. Yeah. So we'll be sitting pat. But when we come back, Jeff Garcia, Spurs, and let's talk some San Antonio Spurs, some deadline news. We got a lot of picks and a lot of money. Let's see what we're trying to do with that. This is the Sunday Sports Grill. We'll talk to you after this. Live. San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN, AM 1250 and 103.3 FM, Brandon Medina, Tanner Carlson, and Quinn Hudson, the Sunday Sports Grill. Oh, yes, San Antonio, we are back in it. Hour number two for the gentleman here, hour number four for your boy. We are having a blast in this Super Bowl Sunday Massive one, but sometimes you got to take a break, right? Mm-hmm. All this Super Bowl madness, Joe Burrow this, Matt Stafford this. You'd be exhausted by the it's time exhausting. it gets game time. It's exhausting. You got This is a marathon, not a sprint. Especially yeah. when it comes to drinking out there, people. Please be safe because this is... Pace yourself. This is America's Moderation is the key to longevity. <laughs> and, yes. and, and what's what are those uh, those uh, water break commercials? You got to take a, the Crown Royale. Yes. Oh, yes. You got to take, take, take a water break. You got to take a water break. break. Yes, sir. <laughs> All righty. But just to take a break with us... We have the man, the myth, the legend, San Antonio's finest. Our boy Jeff Garcia is on the line to talk about some Spurs. What's going on, Jeff? 
Hey, guys, what's going on, man? Yeah, what an exciting few days for the team, huh? I mean, the, the, their entire course of the rebuild has taken a dramatic turn for the positive, though. Yes, yes, I agree. Yeah. Now, Jeff, we have a lot of picks, a lot of money. Stacked. What is the plan moving forward? What do you think? I, I, I think, well, the plan, I think, is to shorten the rebuild. I mean, they, they did it dramatically. You know, you move a cell into the uh, starting five. You... Uh, trade Derek White, and there was a log jam there. So now you're freeing up minutes for Primo, Trey Jones, obviously Vassell, and now Lonnie Walker gets a little bit more time to try to prove himself as uh, his, uh, he's in his final contract. Now, I think the short-term plan is to reload. Maybe this is turned into a rebuild to just a reload because you have DeJounte Murray, who's an all-star now. Yep. Okay. Maybe he's enough now to attract a free agent, you know, a major name. Um, so you have the great point guard. It's set, done. I think they're just one piece away. They're just one player, established guy who's in the peak of his prime, and they're going in. Now, if they go that route and they chase a, a DeAndre Ayton, if they chase, you know, one of the big name free agents out there, guess what, guys? They got money, they got young players, and they got picked that they can flip. I mean, okay, fine. Let's just say they say, no, 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 we're just going to continue this youth movement. Well, great. Now they got three first-round picks. Mm-hmm. Um, the way they're playing right now, though, the, the only thing I see that could be a little issue is maybe they play out of the top ten. Because last night after the game versus the Pels, they, Vassell and Murray made it very clear, this team is shooting for the playoffs. Not play in the playoffs. Yeah. If they go that route, you know, maybe they fall down to, you know, your 12, 13, 14, 15 area right there, which is not bad. I mean, look, Vassell, he's playing great in the second season. We know what Murray's doing at number 29. Trey Jones looking great in the second round. And uh, Primo, well, you know, he's getting valuable NBA minutes and he's showing it very quietly. He's showing that he has what it takes. Um, but I think that's the only step back, if you will, is draft positioning. But even then, guys, fine, you don't fall into the top 10, but you still have the resources to get yourself a top quality player. And guess what, Medina? If they want to still say, yeah, we're good, we want to get into the top 10, who wants to make a deal? We can move up into the top 10, come draft, day, lottery, what have you. Yep. This, this offseason, gentlemen, is going to be so important for this, this rebuild slash reload because they have an opportunity to – shorten this uh, law in, in the franchise's uh, history. You know, maybe not go back to a title contender, but definitely, you know, a threat in the West, you know, a first round, second round type of team in the postseason. And then I, I, I think what Brian Wright did, I think he understood where they were at. You know, this team had to go somewhere. Are they going to stay together as is and not make any moves, you know, or get aggressive? He got aggressive. You know, shocked when Derek White got traded. I was not expecting that. I thought it would be like Trey Jones or Lonnie Walker getting shipped out. You know, but it was an aggressive move. And what did they net you? First round picks. Thad Young. Who who would have thought right now? I mean, maybe Tanner because Tanner knows all. But um, <laughs> thank you. Who would have thought? Who would have thought that Brian? I feel Wright attacked. Quinn's over your saying. Who would have thought that Brian Wright would have been able to flip Thad Young and Eubanks for first round picks? Yeah, incredible first stuff. First round picks. Yes. That now, is great. Now you yeah. have you have two Dallas Mavericks fans here. So tread tread water lightly, of course. But all right, I will. You know, when it comes to 
to also the trade deadline for them. Moving Porzingis as well. What do you do? You think mm-hmm. that affects Dallas in the long term negatively, positively? What do you think? No, I, I think you guys uh, did a good move there. You know, there was absolutely. Just, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't clicking that great. You no, know, Porzingis. He's not the New York Nick Porzingis anymore. Nope. Um, you know, touches go to him when he was in New York. Now touches went to Luca in Dallas, and True. that ain't gonna work with him. So you, you you shift him away. You know, you trade him away. You get more assets in. Uh, who's to say? I think what, is Drogic in the play for Dallas? Is that still on the table? They've got him. So I don't know, but uh, is he injured? I think he's injured though. No, no, Goran Drogic. Goran oh, Drogic. Oh, gotcha. No, yeah, yeah. I have no idea what the future holds. He's been linked to the Mavs for what feels like five years, and uh, it just has never happened. I don't. Okay. I don't think he. Honestly, I don't think he's needed. Dinwiddie is, gives you everything you want. I well, mean, Dinwiddie is a is a tall version of Jalen Brunson. Well, yes. I know. So, and yeah, you've yeah, got yeah. Brunson as well, right? right? So, like to me. Um, the problem with Porzingis for me as a Mavericks fan is the fact that he wanted to be Bertans. He wanted to stand out there and just fire threes right. and be this finesse player when we needed him to actually show some presence in the paint mm-hmm. and use his size mm-hmm. against um, lesser skilled defense players. Yeah. So I'm okay with the move they made. I feel like Luca needed some help with other ball handlers that can do that facilitate. Yeah. And and I know that yeah. Spurs fans feel this way too, but like you ever get those players that just have such a bad performance in, in one stretch of the season. For, for Last year, it, for Porzingis, it was the playoffs. Yeah. And I think that was the final mm-hmm. straw for a lot of Mavericks fans. Was just, he didn't show up. Right. He wasn't in the paint. He stood around. He did nothing. And after that, at that point, I was I was done. I was done with Porzingis. Yeah. I was done with the experiment. If they moved him in the offseason for less than what we got this year during the trade deadline, I would have been okay with it. It just it, His time was done. So, yeah, and, and uh, you you just hope that Bertans gets to being Bertans as we saw, like you know, in the little bit in Washington. You know, he he's been hit with injuries, so you know, I mean, look, it, it's win win win. I mean, you you got rid of an issue, Porzingis, you bring in Dinwiddie, you bring in Bertans, possibly if Goran Dragic joins Dallas, Dallas will be set. You know, Lucas playing out of his mind right now. Um, it's all good in Dallas. Uh, you know, so I don't think you guys have much to worry about. Um, but go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, Jeff, I was going to say, um, I know, you know, I, from the beginning, have been one who said that I believe the Spurs had the ability to make the playoffs this season. Um, and I was glad to see them make moves. I, I don't know why so many Spurs fans were so married to this roster that collectively. I agree. I agree. Like, God, Twitter mo- blew up about it's it. Like, mo- I mean, Derek White? Like, the deal. These guys mm-hmm. felt like, you know, we just. In well, the and, of the and, night. I, and I'll be on with Jeff tomorrow on on, on Locked On Spurs. Yeah, we're going to yeah, talk yeah, about we, that. We talk about this. Yeah, yeah we're yeah, going to talk because Derek White. There's okay, no we, need for well, the Jeff love. doesn't invite us all on there okay, all the time. Stop, so can stop. we just stop. stay in the moment <laughs> of where we're at? This is my only chance. You, you made your appearance, Quinn. Uh, yeah, <laughs> scratch that off your scratch that off your to do list, Jeff. We're going to talk to Brandon tomorrow, and you're gracing your presence with Tanner knows all basketball, Carlson. Quinn. Quinn. Yes. How many times have I invited you? And I, uh, oh, why are you bringing up old stuff? <laughs> you over here talking to me like I'm door number three on the Price is Right. Like I listen. Okay, right, so Quinn, here's I the deal. I got a quick your number. I'm going to text you. I'm going to text you. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. You can only be burned I'm, so many times. I'm, I'm salty. I might say who is this when you text me. Listen, <laughs> new phone. Uh, no, I would never do that, Jeff. Uh, but listen, quick question. Why, if the Spurs are feeling like the team at least are saying we're playing in for the playoffs right now? Why wouldn't they make a move when you see like Bagley go from Sacramento when they put some bonus over there? Bagley was right for the taking, yeah. right? Well, you see, well, Cleveland is still stacked over try, there, and you know, Larry yeah. marketed. Yeah, I think they did try to get aggressive like that. 
Um, I mean, there was reports out there that they were dangling Pirtle. Pirtle! Mm. Pirtle was dangled out there, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And they were going to, there are a list of reports where they were going to flip them for first round pick, Kai Jones, PJ Washington. Um, so there, there were your bigs right there. Oh, you gotcha. Know, maybe Kai Jones doesn't play this year, you know, but at least you get PJ Washington. Yes. Um, definitely a need that the Spurs, you know, not a lot. Don't get me wrong. This, this team is not complete. You know, they're severely lacking in big men, you know, True. quality big men. No knock on Pirtle or Jock or Zach Collins, but Jock is unproven rookie. And Zach, you know, we have a very small sample size, and he was held out of the game versus the Pelicans due to ankle management. So uh, you worry about his injury history. So I still think they need a, a four or five that can shoot that three. Shoot that three. You know, Jock. You know, he tries, you know, he says all the right words. I'm going to shoot the you-know-what out of it, you know, but eh, he's been off a little yeah. bit. Zach, Zach is still, you know, in development, if you will, coming right. off injury. They need to get a four. They need to get a five that can stretch that. So let, Go me, ahead. let me ask Let me ask real quick, Jeff. Out of the picks that the Spurs had, because they have a lot of picks, right, a lot of money to burn through as well, but mm-hmm. out of the picks, realistically, how many how many people are we going to draft for this team with the picks that we have? Well, that's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of it because let's just say they stand pat. Well, great. That's first three first round picks right there. If they flip, great. You know, who wants two for one? You know, we're at number whatever. I'm making this up. 14, you know, we want to get to 10. You know, you can package that. Um, I think they try to go that route. I think if they fall out of the top 10, I think they try to talk to teams that are in that lottery and be like, all right, who needs money? Who needs young players? Because, hey, you know, Quinn, you know, you said a little while ago about, you know, team the players, the fans are married to these players. Right. I don't think they still should be married to them in the off season. Agreed. You can't tell me if you're able to flip, um, I'm making this up guys, a Vassell into a top three pick. Would you do it? Would you do it? I would do you it. Know, with Bonchero and Chet and Jabari sitting there. I, I would like Vassell to stay. I'd rather give up Tilden, honestly. Um, now we, we have mentioned pick, on, we've okay, mentioned on the show, fine, some fine, untouchables. Fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, was that? Yeah. We've mentioned uh, yeah, on this thing. show some untouchables. Yeah. Murray and I think Vassell may have been in that conversation. Yeah. That'd be the two. I would wouldn't. You throw, would you throw Primo in that list? I think he's just too unproven. I, well, but okay. I get fired up about this. I, if if the Spurs are going to use Primo the way they're using him, where they're not going to just tr- let the guy well, shine. That's the thing, though. The past two games, 28-plus minutes. Yeah. I mean, he's and getting that's minutes. Yeah. And that's the point. And that's the point I'm making. This is why I don't get excited about the Spurs having second-round picks ever. Because if it's, somebody, if it's a pick after 12... I feel like they're going to go to Austin and they're going to get these ration minutes in the second half of the season and never really – the Spurs just aren't that developmental kind of well, team. Look, if, if you really think about it, I mean, I, the Primo was was on is on the uh, Kelton Johnson plan. Kelton, you mm, know, exact true. same thing, a little little time in Austin, and then boom, came to San Antonio. Now, granted, different circumstances, the pandemic forced it, but you know, he started to shine. Same thing, Primo. A little bit in Austin, boom, he comes to San Antonio now. He looks like he's likely done in Austin. I mean, th- that's what it seems like. But quietly, he's having good games. He, he, you know, go look at the numbers. In the last two games, double-figure scoring. He's playing good defense. I've talked to him many times when he was in Austin. He's telling me that he does not want to be seen as just a scorer. He wants to be seen as a two-way player. Mm-hmm. And he's showing it in the, in the minutes that he's getting in San Antonio. Is he is he learning some hard lessons? Yeah. Is he getting bullied right now? Yes. But he's we forget he's 19 years old. He's still slight, even though he's added a lot of size. He must be on the the the, the Quinn Hudson 
in the workout program because he had some holes to it. And nice. Two Carnegie Sodas, baby. Two Carnegie Sodas every day. And, and just like that, you're on Quinn's good side again. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. just like that. It, was, it didn't take a whole lot. We'll see, we'll see when, he does, when he rejects my text this week. Oh, oh wow. You dangle Carnegie Soda in front of me, man. I'm going to say I'm all in anyway. Hey, so Jeff, let me ask you one last time before we let you go, brother. And once again, we are talking to Jeff Garcia from Locked On Spurs and Ken's Five Spurs Zone. You can go give him a follow at Jeff G Spurs Zone. He's the best. He's the man. We love having him on. But real quick before we get going, Jeff. Yes, sir. Who realistically, a star, all-star something, do you think the Spurs will be able to land this offseason through free agency or through picks that's realistic for this squad? Yeah, man, that's a good one. You know, I mean, on my wish list, I have Aiton, but I think that's a pipe dream. Okay. That's a pipe dream, yeah. I mean, unless unless Monty Williams wants to remember his good old ties to the Spurs and Popovich, what he's done for him, you know, but I don't don't know if that happens. Yeah, I mean, who do we got on the board? I know we got Aiton. The one that I think makes the most sense as far as there are already rumors that he's looking to move on. We have the picks that they probably need to replace that. I like Miles Turner's odds of coming to the San Antonio Spurs Bingo. for the Pacers. Yeah, yeah, Miles Turner. Yeah, I mean, just fits exactly what the Spurs need. Exactly what the Spurs need. But then, what do you do with Pirtle? You know, are you going to start off kind of a twin tower look? I, mean, go I don't think in today's NBA. Yeah, yeah. Pirtle probably probably yeah. comes off the bench. But even then, what a great player to come but off it, the but bench. But they had Miles Turner playing with Sabonis. But why? I mean, that's a facilitating. But Sabonis could shoot. Why have Pirtle yeah. come off the bench yeah. whenever he's got trade value? You can move him and get assets. Exactly. Yeah, you can flip that's him. true. Yeah, and look, uh, the reports are true. You know, San Antonio was willing to flip him before the deadline, and, and uh, at least according, I believe it was the Athletic said it fell through because Charlotte didn't want to has the, uh, a first, Jeff a first rounder. Yeah, yeah, you know we can't let you go without knowing who you who your favorite uh, Super Bowl halftime performance is of all time. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh wow! Jeff loves Creed when they have halftime performance in Dallas. For the Cowboys, yeah, yeah Thanksgiving. Cringe. That was cringe, man. Um, <laughs> Please just, don't say the who. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna say that. Um, you know what? Maybe not halftime, but I, I, I still will never forget Wendy Houston. You know what she did? Oh, the national anthem. I mean, that was just that was just chilling. Um, and get chills thinking about that. Um, and that was right. That was during the Iraq War. I believe. It was, and they, so they had the flyover where so, she yeah. was singing. Yeah, yeah. That's a good um, Prince was good. No, Prince was not bad. Prince was yeah. not bad. Yeah. Prince is, it's yeah. considered like one of the best. Was he? That's right. He was singing or... "Purple Rain" in the rain. Jeff, it was almost like he called on the weather. Jeff, like, just like I wasn't there, so it was okay. Like, yeah. I love it, Jeff. Thank you so much, man, for joining on, man. We Thanks, appreciate Jeff. you, brother. Yes, Quinn, Quinn, you better say yes when I text you. Mm. Yes, already. Yes. <laughs> All right. There you go. You Quinn saying no. not All yes right, to the dress. Quinn saying yes to the text. We appreciate you. Yes. Thanks, Jeff. All right. Bye-bye. All righty. Wow. When we come back, we're going to take a quick break. But when we come back, we have two right here with us in the flesh. We have Quinn Hudson, Tanner Carlson, Rock the Mic alumni. It's time to go back to the OG, mm. RJ mm. Ochoa will be joining us. You guys know him easily, easily, easily. One of the best followers on Twitter. Wonderful, humble guy. Would we'll love, love, love to get in touch with him and see what he thinks about this Super Bowl. Let's talk about that next, right after this. This is the Sunday Sports Grill. We'll be back after these messages. Yes, sir. Let it ride, Aaron. Let it ride, Edwin. 
Let it ride, baby. We gotta, we gotta vibe out a little bit. It's a big day. Super Bowl. Super Bowl Sunday is here. It is time. The Bengals. The Rams. What else could you ask for, baby? Man. Beautiful storyline. That's the Cowboys' entire history. I'll be there next time. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But to talk, <laughs> yes, to talk about Cowboys, we have two alumni over here from the Rock the Mic Championship. And we have the original, the OG, the Ingram Park Mall working. Never stop tweeting. Dallas Cowboys love and sell of a gun. My man, RJ Ochoa. What is going on, brother? What's up, RJ? Brandon, it's great to be with you guys. Uh, happy Super Bowl Sunday. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it feels like I, I won Rock the Mic a very long time ago. Unfortunately, <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys last won something themselves even way longer before that. Um, so that's just the thing. Like, I appreciate, you know, being referred to as the OG, but all it does is date me every time there's, there's a new one. So, uh, it's Sorry. an interesting place to be at. Look, RJ, this is Quinn. This is not, this is not, uh, no animosity. This is, uh, this is rev love. reverence love. for it. Yeah. This isn't, this isn't Apollo Creed getting in the ring when Clever Lang is like, get out of here. You ain't got nothing. You ain't got no mold. That just ain't what this is. This is a celebration of you, man. That's We're right. honored to have that's you on right. the show today. I appreciate it, but I feel like, you know, you, you said Apollo Creed. I feel like, like Rocky's old ass, you know, and y'all are Michael B. Jordan. And, and yeah, Michael, oh, yeah. Oh, you went all the way to Creed, too. Thank you. Thank you. I yeah. will take Michael B. Jordan 10 yeah. times out of 10. Dad are crossing over the Michael B. of the show. But listen, yeah, right. RJ, when we talk about this, before we get into sports talk, we were, me and Pledge were talking about who has mall ties. Cause I told him about how I worked with you at Ingram. We never met each other. And I, and he said that, he worked at Abercrombie and Fitch because, of course, why wouldn't he? So he did. And then Quinn said he worked at Murphy's. <laughs> and Murphy's I was like, retail. talk about dating yourself, brother. <laughs> you know, um, Ingram Park Mall is, is a special place. Um, and honestly, I think that, that every person should, should experience a rite of passage through there. I'm going to be honest, though. I, I think I had it worse than anybody. Uh, again, at, at the Cowboys Pro Shop, anytime I'm at a mall, and there's that little train. I mean, it's it's like PTSD, dude. Like, I cannot, you know, handle that little train. Um, and you know what else is, you know how the, the mall is kind of like a big plus sign? The Dillard's on our end closed. So nobody ever came there. Like, nobody ever came in through there. It was like a dead area of the mall? Banking on, yeah, it was just, all you were banking on the people coming down the escalator after the food court. That was it. If they had the sensor lights like they do now, your your side of the mall would just be dark. Just be dark. Like, nobody even walked over there. Yeah, if there's like a heat map, it'd be like pure cold frigid. Yeah, that's sure. hilarious. Well, we have the huge, huge day in sports. Of course, Super Bowl is here. RJ, I know we've been talking on Twitter here and there. Me and you, obviously, good friends going back. But with that being said, what are you thinking with this Super Bowl, man? Talk to me a little bit. What's on the line for Matt Stafford? What's on the line for Joe Burrow and these teams and franchises as a whole? You know, I think if you if you play the game, like whose legacy benefits the most from a win, I think it's the Rams. I think with a win, Sean McVay is elevated, like finally to the full uh, wonderkind of the NFL versus uh, a second Super Bowl loss puts him on the path of, of Nate from Ted Lasso. Um, but, you know, and Matthew Stafford, uh, obviously been in the NFL forever. Um, again, you know, like Matthew Stafford's been in the NFL for a long time, and he entered the NFL 13 years after the Cowboys last won the Super Bowl, just to, again, contextualize how bad <laughs> the Cowboys are. Um, but, I mean, and so, and, and I think beyond, you know, how cool it would be for their individual careers, 
it would really justify what a lot of people see as, as their philosophy towards team building, going all in, trading for players, et cetera. It is a copycat league. So I do think that people would kind of copy that and, and, and hopefully, hope to have the same sort of results. Trades in the middle of the season like for Vaughn, signing Odell Beckham Jr., my dog agrees, obviously. And versus if the Bengals win, I mean, it, it justifies the homegrown talent. And I think, you know, people are, are so quick to say, well, this is awesome to see Matthew Stafford get away from Detroit and, and have all this success with L.A. Joe Burrow is doing what Matthew Stafford couldn't. He went to that small, down-on-their-luck, lower-level income, not low income, but for, you know, NFL teams are concerned, um, and, and did it. Like, you know, raised them out of the ashes and, and has them here. And so I, I, I can't think of a Super Bowl in recent memory where the pendulum can swing from a narrative standpoint so much based on who wins. Man, that's good. I, I I thought about when you mentioned that, I immediately like, okay, so uh, Joe Burrow's got Chase and uh, Matt Stafford had Megatron. When you really think about it, yeah. it's not like he didn't have somebody to throw to uh, during that time. But um, RJ, I'm going to switch gears, man. I, I'm, I'm Super Bowl, like I'm all about it. But being that we have you here right now, I want to talk about the Cowboys, my Cowboys right now. Brandon definitely ain't going to bring it up. So we already know. <laughs> His hating self. Um my, me personally, after this past season, I feel like the offensive line was the Achilles heel of this team, in addition to some questionable offensive coordinating that went on. But it, the offensive line is what I think needs to be where the energy goes to uh, improving the team next season. I hear a lot of talk about Amari Cooper and his contract, that sort of thing. Given how Dak plays as a QB, right, the scheme, throwing, making the throw, do you think the a, a number a number one wide receiver is necessary for the offense, or what do you think the Cowboys need to do for a quick fix for next year? Yeah, well, so first of all, I think the offensive line is, is definitely, you know, we fall into these, like, stereotypes where people, you know, people are like, oh, every linebacker in, in Baltimore is amazing, or every receiver the Steelers draft is awesome. And, like, you know, that just isn't the case. And so I think for a long time people have associated the Cowboys with having this great offensive line. And, and it was really great, but, I mean, it really hasn't been great for, like, three years now. I mean, you have all the same names, and so they still go to the Pro Bowls, and they still, you know, get to do the Sunday Night Football intro with Terry Underwood and stuff like that. But as far as quality is concerned, they're not those dudes anymore. And so, I mean, some of those things were their own self-induced issues this season. Like, they played around with it. They, they moved Connor Williams around, even mid-game on Thanksgiving, you know, shuffling in Lyle Collins and Connor McGovern. I mean, there was a lot of indecisiveness there, which is, I mean, as far as like, you know, development is concerned, that has never been something that this group has experienced. And so I do think that you've got to invest there, but you know, they, they don't have a lot of money to work with. And so, it, and, and that leads to the Amari Cooper discussion. Like, do you want to restructure his contract? Do you want to move on from him? Do you want to save that money? I mean, it, it makes sense, right? Like on the one hand, but you know, I mean, you mentioned Brandon being a hater a year ago. I thought it was so stupid to say that Justin Jefferson was easily better than C.D. Lamb. Because mm. you can make the argument that, you know, C.D. didn't have Dak for half the season, whatever, blah, blah. There's no question. Like, like C.D. is not – I mean, there's, there's no evidence, at least, to support that C.D. is ready to be the alpha. This was supposed to be his season. Like, back at training camp, it was like, C.D. looks great, this is that, whatever, blah, blah. We're going to cut Amari Cooper and re-sign Michael Gallup to be the Robin to C.D.'s Batman. And so while I, I understand the philosophy behind wanting to move on from Amari, he is that dude. He is the number one wide receiver on their team. They just don't treat him like it. I mean, you know, you look, you mentioned Jamar Chase. You look at him and Cooper Cup and even Justin Jefferson. Like all those dudes are loaded up with targets on their teams. And the Cowboys don't do that for, for whatever reason. 
you know, that escapes me. They, they seem so set on their ways. They, they want to play. They want to go out Frank Sinatra style. They want to do it their way. They like having these big offensive linemen that everybody knows, and they want to be able to run the ball, but again, their way. They want to run it with Zeke. They, they want to be that team. They refuse to adapt and adjust to things that make sense, like using Tony Pollard more. You know, RJ, thanks a lot for being on the show. Current Rock the Mic champ, Tanner Carlson here. And then uh, I just want to say you paved the way for, for guys like me and Quinn, so thank you very much for, for that. <laughs> respect. Uh, it, it, hey, nothing, nothing but respect on this end. Hey, so staying on the same track, you had you had spoken with Michael Gallup not that long ago on, on the podcast, Blogging with the Boys, and what was your feel around with this Cooper scenario and what you just said about C.D. Lamb, and now you've got guys – on contract years, at the wide receiver position, the draft is coming up, free agency's coming up, you've got Gallup on the chopping block, you've got Wilson on the chopping block, you've got Noah Brown, Malik Turner, all these guys are in contract years, and the future of the wide receiver position and what going into this year seemed to be so bright and one of the strong suits of the offense seems to be dwindling down and just decaying before our eyes. Um, what's your take on the wide receiver position? Who do you see coming back? Who do you see that's leaving? Well, Tanner, first of all, congratulations on, on being the reigning champion. We have to go through the rite of passage. There's a, there's a sacrifice and a blood oath that yeah. we'll walk through. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, it's a process. But, okay. um, but you know, the, the situation you described is kind of like the, the chaos, I think, that's trying to the Cowboys. I mean, you know, a lot of people were upset on Thursday night when, when Dak didn't win comeback player of the year. And, and I thought that was ridiculous. I mean, because he, he played awful. I mean, he, he was terrible over the second half of the season. And I'm the biggest Dak stand there is. But, I mean, at a certain point, a spade is a spade. And, and the, the terrifying reality is that he will likely never, and, and I hate to be hyperbolic, but he will likely never have a surrounding cast in his future throughout his career that is as good as what he had going on this past season. Mm, and yes. that even factors in the, the Gallup injury situation mm. and Amari having COVID and CD missing time. I mean, he will never have that star-studded cast of, of at least the top three wide receivers that play uh, out of 11 personnel. And so... I mean, that's terrifying. Talking to Michael Gallup, I, I joked around with him. You know, he, he gets asked a billion times what's going to happen this offseason. The vibe I got was that, and, and again, it's just a vibe, uh, but, but everything is about vibes uh, these days, um, What was that he's probably moving on, and, and he just doesn't want to, you know, bring the awkwardness to a forefront until he ultimately has to, until he signs with whatever team that is. And, you know, there, there's an argument, obviously, to bringing back Cedric Wilson in that case, but... Cedric Wilson, you know, is somebody who really plays out of the slot. And, and I think that you want to see C.D. Lamb play out of the slot. And so, like, in that sense, Cedric kind of hurts you because you, you lean on Cedric in the slot and you, you're not, you know, if you had somebody, if somebody, if an alien landed and was only trying to improve the Cowboys, they would take one look at them and say, this dude needs to play out of the slot because that's where he does the most damage. But the Cowboys won't do that because they want to put him on the outside. And so I love Cedric Wilson, but, but in a sense, he is a hindrance to their team. And so – if they if they see Michael Gallup block and they cut Amari Cooper, then you're really making C.D. Lamb not just be Batman, but be like the entire Justice League altogether. Mm. And I don't think he's capable of doing that yeah. right now. I hate to say that. Like this this offseason is a bunch of L's and it sucks. It's a bunch of L's to say Dak is not in, in the Josh Allen, you know, category that a lot of people are willing to put him there. C.D. Lamb is not better than Justin Jefferson. Mike McCarthy is not this, like, super wizard who came, you know, out of his one-year sabbatical to, like, take over the world. This season is a, is a bunch of L's, and it doesn't help that the Cowboys are just, you know, settling with running it all back. It, it really does feel like this is destined for a year of mediocrity, and then will they do the Sean Payton thing? Who knows? I mean, it, it's so ridiculous to kind of just be trapped in this vacuum. 
Yeah, and you know, I promised Pledge and I promised myself I would do it, but to bring it back all together, you know, with Dallas as well, talking about that before Super Bowl. Uh, did you know that Matthew Stafford and Clayton Kershaw were on the same Little League team Oh, together? my God. <laughs> Uh, I did know that um, it's um, it's a special thing that, that they, they have going on. You know, Pledge uh, and I were on the same Little League team in a metaphorical sense. Uh, so I, I appreciate him uh, making sure you show, uh, shoehorn that. I, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Hey, man, we appreciate it, but we can't let you leave without giving us your take. You have the Bengals, you have the Rams. Give us a number and give us the result. I really, uh, you know, I've got a lot of numbers in play, by the way. So I'm hoping that, that there's a number that works out for me. I'd like to get a new, a new pit. Uh, so that's, that's really what my primary objective is today. But, uh, but I, I'm really rooting hard for the Bengals. I mean, you know, obviously their story's fun. Joe Burrow's cool. Jamar Chase is awesome. Chidabe Wuze is on their team. Um, I love everything about what they have going on, except for their logo. I think it's stupid that their logo is a bee. Like, you have a freaking tiger to work with. Like, why do you have a, a bee that Agreed. is just hanging out? It's the dumbest thing to me. Uh, but I'll, I'll take the Bengals. I think Joe Burrow has a great moment that we kind of remember forever. Um, I, I'll, I'll say 27-21. Um, I think halftime is sick. Um, and I think that I fire off some tweet player tonight that takes some shots at Sean McVay because you know, <laughs> Yeah, I look forward to hearing about what happened on today's date in Cowboys history and what the weather was like and all that good stuff. So and I'll, how I'll it be, relates in another hey, Super Bowl yeah. for Dallas. Just just so y'all know, the last time the Cowboys lost the playoff game to the 49ers, they won the Super Bowl the very next year. There we go. Yeah, there, there we go. There's hope. There it is. Thank you, man. We appreciate it. From Quinn, Tanner, and myself, brother, it's always wonderful talking to you. We need to do this more often, man. Have a wonderful time and, you know, say hi to the little boy for me, man. Congratulations on being a father. We appreciate you. We'll do. Thanks, guys. Y'all have a good rest of Super Bowl Sunday. All right, yep, take man. it easy. Man, what a guy. RJ's the man. We love having him on. That dude. So, like we said last time, a lot of people riding this Bengals bandwagon. Not, not, not as far as, like, fan bases, but right. as far as this game, a lot of analysts, fans, reporters. That line is not moving, though. I mean, Vegas clearly is stuck in their ways, and they're trusting the Rams. And for good, I think it, it makes sense. The Rams seem like the better team. It's just the Cinderella story you know, does the, are we gonna? Does the glass slipper fit or does it not? I don't know. I have a feeling, man. At fourth quarter, we're gonna be up from away from the TV. I really do. I just feel like the game is gonna be won before the fourth quarter. The spread, uh, yeah. the spread is is still yeah. four and a half is the spread that hasn't moved, moved, right? It's been the there total, for a while. The total has gone up half a point, which to many is like, oh, whatever. But it does make a difference. It is at forty nine now. It was at forty eight and a half. That forty nine is a very specific number that works out a lot of times, just so you guys know. For Vegas. For Vegas. 49 is a bad, bad number when it comes to betting with Vegas because it's very much in the middle, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think it's going to be tough right now. The Rams are minus 210 to win, so you need to bet $210 to win 100. The Bengals are plus 175 straight up. $100 wins you 175 plus your money back, 275 return. So... There's money to be made here, but I think a lot of the money to be made is in the prop bets, unfortunately, not, yeah. not, not the straight game as it is. I've got a gut feeling that it's going to be a – it's going to go one of two ways. It'll be the Rams jump out, and they're in full control by halftime. Right. And they're just kind of on cruise control till the end of this thing, and, and they ride it out. And it may not, may not look like it's a blow. It may not look like it's a 28-point game, but it's mm -hmm. going to feel – like a twenty-eight point game. Like mm -hmm. I, I don't. I, I think it's going to go that way for the Rams if they win, or if you see the struggle bus 
for the Rams offense, they're not able to move it, or they kind of stall out, they settle for field goals early on, and the, and the Bengals are just kind of hanging in there, mm-hmm. then we might see another final second field goal for the for the Bengals. I don't see a scenario in which the Bengals just come out and dominate this game. And, and it's all Bengals, and it's not that close. I just, it's either going to go one of two ways. It's either going to be the Rams kind of control this thing from beginning to end, and it's not going to feel much of a competition, or the Bengals are just going to stick around and somehow, some way, find a way to win. So there's a few really interesting prop bets I want to get into that we haven't talked about. That's, that's not the fun ones like National Anthem, Gatorade Colors. All Coin that. toss. Yeah, some ones that are plus 500. Ooh. So like huge, huge money if you can make it, but it's five to one odds, right? So $100 wins you 600 total. Big money bets. Let's talk about those when we come back. This is the Sunday Sports Garage. We start to put a bow on the show. The energy is getting back up. We're getting hyped up. We are just a few hours away from the actual yes. Super Bowl kickoff. Listen, the pit needs to be on. Oh, it should have been on already. Already. The beer is iced down. Smoking that brisket from last night. Yeah. Yes. Good luck finding a bottle somewhere today because it's not going to happen. Nah, with Valentine's Day the next day, too? Uh, unless no you've got way. a stash. you got to have a stash. You have to have a stash. Uh, Listen, to. It's going to be a wonderful, glorious day. We look forward to it. We'll bring more Super Bowl news, Super Bowl stats, and Super Bowl predictions here on the Sunday Sports Grill. This is Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM, and on the go at sasportstar.com. Here come that drop. Uh. I'm on a mission, baby. Is this Afro Man? I'm on a This is not. <laughs> <laughs> but I hear friends. That's what I hear. How many of us? This have is not been that at all. This is Nas friends. right here, I think. This is Nas right here. Yeah. If I ruled well. I know. Mm. That's what I'm saying. Now, let's rule our world real Shoot. quick. Let's rule our it's world. It's funny that. No, I sampled that from Friends. Friends, yes, yeah. he did. Yeah, my age. Now, yeah. so back in Scooby Doo, whatever it was, yes, Scooby Doo, Mervins and Scooby, Scooby <laughs> Doo, and Scooby Doo, Super Friends. Oh, I was gonna tell you. Oh, real here, we go. here we go. Oh, here we go. Back in the day. Back in my day. You mentioned sparked a memory. Edwin, just so you know, we're gonna we're gonna have to find a song that says like "I'm an old man" and we're gonna play it whenever he just starts jumping in. Right, but I reminisce. I reminisce. <laughs> If there's a song called Nostalgia or something, yeah, we need we to find it. it. You mentioned uh, going to Chick-fil-A. When? when? I, remember you mentioned <laughs> you were talking about working at the Ingram Park Mall. You said y'all oh, go. Oh, that was like a, was like a wow. I know, but okay, I'm just saying. Yeah. So when I was there at Mervyn's at the mall, Chick-fil-A was very new, yeah. right? It started out in Georgia. Chicken, so... Chickens were just being found, yeah. What What did come... <laughs> Yo, Quinn, what did come first, the chicken or the egg? Yeah. You were around then, weren't you? Around it's there, yeah. the you saw it's it. The egg. You saw it's it happen, egg. right? Okay. It's the egg. Yes. I saw you, had to, you had to sit on the egg and warm it up and I was there. Hatch it. We had to sketch it because we didn't have photos then. <laughs> no, go for right. it. So, right. so Chick-fil-A was in its infancy. They would walk around to all of the stores. And give samples. Right? To introduce the product. Yeah. Like you, Not not like later in the day in the food court where they just wanted you to just lure you. Yeah. They literally had to go out. It was like an outreach of like, hey, there's this chicken fast food place called Chick-fil-A. You never heard of it. And they would walk all the way up throughout the mall. And they'd have these servers that would have like on toothpicks to try out the chicken and do that, man. And, and so, they said, they said, find the black guy at Mervyn's. Yeah, Is that what they said? And every, every, day I, every day I would act undecided. I would go, hmm, hmm, I don't know. Can't I don't know about that. Yeah. Come back later, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. maybe some Chick-fil-A sauce. Maybe. You throw that 
now I'm the guy that's in line with 30 cars. I'm oh like, oh, God. man, it's all good. I, dude, I'm lined up in the street, in the middle of the street. All the way on the service oh, road. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm in the turn lane. I'm just sitting there. Oh, no, I'm going to Chick-fil-A. Y'all go around. Go around. Yeah, proud, too. Like, of you course. Won't, you won't do that for nothing else in your life. Put, put my car There's in nothing park. Else in life, nothing else in your life you'll wait in line that long for. This, I love it. Other than the DMV, but that's because you have to. Well, DMV. Yeah, but you wouldn't <laughs> do that for medicine. You go to the pharmacy and you see five people in line. You're no, like, no, I'll come nope. back later. Turn around. Yeah, I'm busy. I'm out. I don't, my, my medicine that keeps me alive isn't nearly as important as this fried no, chicken no, from, yeah. from Chick-fil-A. 30 cars, the line moves pretty fast. <laughs> yeah. Good. They have great service. Oh my They'll gosh. get it in and out within 30 minutes. Everybody knows my name. I actually don't know how this Because works. you have the app. Everybody knows you because you have the app. There's no, Nobody's just walking up where they're like, oh, Quinn, I remember you. <laughs> No, because you have the app. It's You're just a, like a walking rain cloud no, right just, now. Let people have their joy. It's not a secret. He wants to be a regular. It. He wants to be a regular at, at the at the I, local Chick Fil A. Yeah, at a chain restaurant. <laughs> no, you have the app. It seems sincere. Hey, Candace, give me the regular. Otherwise, like they know my name because what is your regular? Three, three, what's your name? Number three spicy. What's the name on the order? Number three spicy. Value sized. Yes. Yeah. Di- number three spicy. Yes. The diet Dr Pepper. Yes, sir. There it is. Yeah. What do you get? Uh, I'm typically a 12 count guy myself. Okay, I get the 12 I count. You were about fry. to say Chick Fil A salad. I was like, man, they're on. okay. Their salads are I fantastic. I heard they are bussing, but I ain't never. They, had I love salad. their salads. I'm I'm a, had, I never I'm had a salad. salad. I love I'm their a, salads. I never had a salad ever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what y'all are talking <laughs> the way, about. The way you look to me like this is. you I'm gonna judge you for a lot of things. It's like caviar. I've never had caviar, but salad and caviar is like the same thing for me. Yeah, I get the number one no pickles with some barbecue sauce. You don't like the pickle? The pickle? The pickle placement? Not, I'm not a fan. No, they make the pickles there in-house. Really? They don't make the pickles. They have to Quinn, grow them. Quinn, they you grow pickles. So- you don't make pickles. I'm surprised you're not still a wrestling fan the way you believe some of this stuff. Like, you what should you be a wrestling about? fan with me because you're believing the lies that are being told around It's true. You're being deceived. Do you think they actually hit each other? You're just a pickle hater. You no, don't like I'm pickles, like... so therefore you, de- you, you just dismiss every relevancy so about a, pickles. So I'm a pickle hater. He's, I'm he's, a cowboy hater. He, no, he's you flats. Are. I'm I heard you in the car. Head. You're flat from SpongeBob. The steering wheel driving in while you were talking about the Cowboys. You were taking tight turns. And yeah, you were like calling us out. We're like, y'all haven't done anything in 26 years. Why are y'all still doing this? What's the definition of insanity? Quinn has receipts. I do have receipts. Now, let's talk about making some money, gentlemen. All right. All righty. So, Quinn, let me ask you guys, because you guys always tell me, like, this is the day I'm a bet. And y'all never bet. So, are you going to bet today? Is this the day you're going to place a bet? I have bet and I have lost. I have not won. That's why I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so when I finally put my toe in the water, like everything that I thought might happen that it's we should be a deal. Like, ice cold water. And one of them was one of yours, Tanner. I believe it was the over. Damn, it was the over. I blame you. It was the <laughs> over. No reason. No reason. Well, according to Jeff Garcia, he's the know-all. <laughs> he's the Gandalf of the Sunday Sports Grill. Jeff Garcia hurts you. He hurt you. He stabbed. I mean, he comes in hot for you. Then he says, oh, man, if Tanner says it, then Tanner knows that. <laughs> what does that leave me in and, this conversation? And then Quinn's like, hey, this is Quinn. He's like, who? 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 <laughs> Quinn. Listen. Wait, wait. Has, has Jeff called you Edwin? No. <laughs> no, that's Michael Jimenez thing. <laughs> Michael Listen. will not confuse me with anybody else but Edwin. I bet he calls I bet Michael calls Edwin a Quinn at least twice a week. <laughs> like he just I mean, Michael. Get it together, Michael, Mike. man. Get it together, I Mike. see, I see. <laughs> I can see. No. You're read not, through you're the not colorblind. You're color focused. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right. And he'll look me right in my face, too, man. Edwin, you. before you go. <laughs> 
Like, Edward ain't even in the conversation, so why is oh. his name even coming out? Edward's not even at work. That's what I'm saying. Edward, he, like, I'm telling you, he, call, he calls me Edward. He, look, I don't even have to be at the radio station. I don't even have to be at the radio station. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for him to just call me Edward in a text message. Then you really know it's gone sideways. Well, that's a Bill Belichick, oh, Brian Flores God, situation. Gracious. Sorry, let's talk about this. Sideways. My eyes so here are, some, <laughs> here are some... Some profits that are plus 500. So, I'm going to pick one of these. I'm going to pick one of these. This is going to be one I'm going to go okay. with. Okay. $100 wins 500, which means a total of a $600 return. All right? All right. So you could even do simple. Quit 20 bucks, $100. It's going to be 20. 25 bucks, 125 bucks. So you can double up five times, five times your money, whatever it is. So here are a few of those. I'm going to run through them fast. You let me know what stands out to you. You ready for okay. this? Yep. Joe Burrow to throw three touchdowns and Joe Mixon have 75 yards rushing. Mm -mm. Matt Stafford to throw three touchdowns and Odell Beckham to have 75 plus yards receiving. Okay, I like that, well, one. that one's not bad. Matt Stafford to win MVP, also throw three plus touchdowns and passing, rushing, receiving Cooper Cup 75 plus yards. Total? And one touchdown. Oh, like that's that. money. Oh yeah, but the Rams win the Super Bowl. They would have oh, to. Like they that. would have to win, and it would have to be Stafford yes, winning yes. this MVP. I like that one. Then but that's money. Odell Beckham Jr. plus a hundred yards receiving and a touchdown. Mm. I don't trust that one. So a couple of those, and then like you that. have the one that I think is crazy, but it makes a lot of sense. Listen to this one, gentlemen. Right? Yeah. We said it was a minute and a half somewhere around there for the national anthem. Mm -hmm. National anthem under one minute and forty seconds. Cooper Cup anytime touchdown. Joe Burrow over 250 passing yards and one Aaron Donald sack. Oh, oh I want that one. Yeah. Let's yeah. chew on that one when we come back with the break. We'll pick the one we're going to go with. All right. That sounds good. When we come back, we're going to put up on the show. This uh, is the yeah, Super Bowl easy. special. This is the Sunday Sports Grill. This is San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 1033 FM, and on the go at San Antonio, we have a quick one. Small thing. A three-minute segment real quick before we get out of here and then lead you on your way to Super Bowl celebrations yes. of prop bets. The prop bet that we all like that is a high, high, high potential, low probability, and that is a plus 600 prop bet. Let us go into this real quick. So this prop bet right here. I just looked at is ready for this gentleman. Yes. So the full prop bet is the national anthem is under one minute and 40 seconds. Cooper cup, anytime touchdown Joe Burrow, 250 plus passing yards and Aaron Donald to record at least one sack wins you plus 600. So for Quinn's estimates, $20, $120, which is 140 return off of 20 bucks. Not nice. Now, how long is the anthem again? The anthem that was just, under 140. Let, right? me, let me make sure. Let me make sure because you're right. I got to check one more one more time. The anthem, I believe, was under a minute and 35 seconds. So 95. Under a yeah. minute 35. Yeah, yeah. I like that one. You like that one? Oh, so yeah. you, they're giving you a five second bump. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's it right there. That's, that's the one. That's, that's such a, one. but that's so enticing, is it not? Like yeah. that just wants to. The, I just pulled out money to, <laughs> to do this. So there we go. Yep. I mean, is that not like one of the most. It's all of those scenarios are probable. Right. It all happening 
at this and in one sitting all probability of all of them is something happens unlikely like right. all of a sudden it's well here's my thing what if what if Aaron Donald gets that sack and knocks Joe Burrow out for a quarter or for a half or, or something they, or like they find that they're running the ball against the Rams is the most effective right. so therefore and, it gets a Tom Brady pedestrian kind of quarterbacking performance where they're just also managing also yeah. another one plus 260 is that the MVP winner is not a quarterback what are the odds of that? Plus two sixty. I think Cooper Cup's the only. I mean, if Aaron, Aaron Donald, Aaron, Aaron, Donald Aaron Donald, and Cooper Cup are the only ones that win Super Bowl MVP. That's not Joe Burrow or Matthew. Stafford. What if Ramsey got three picks? Well, yeah, but he's not going to get three picks. Mm. He he's too good of a of a corner for them to throw to him that many times. That's true, especially if he gets one or That's two. True. They're not going to go to him a third time. It's going to be a crazy day, gentlemen. It's going to be a lot. There's a if lot Ramsey going on. If Ramsey gets two picks, he'll, he'll get MVP. But so I don't, I'm going I don't see Rams. That. You're going Rams by what? Give us a number. Hurry, yeah. I got a minute. Yeah. I got Rams. I got uh, 28, 28 to 13. Wow. Just a smack in. 28, yep. 13, okay. Rams yep. in full control. Yep. I've got in overtime, 36, 30 Rams. Mm. And they win the toss, and they win by a touchdown on the second play of overtime. I got the Rams as well, 28-24. It's right there in the spread. Vegas knows what they're doing. I'm going to say Rams 28-24. If you bet for the Bengals spread, I think you might be a winner. But would not be surprised to see Bengals 34-31 simply for the fact that the Simpsons did predict this, and I trust the Simpsons with my whole heart. So yeah, they, know stuff. They, they know stuff. They know more than Vegas. They, do. <laughs> they know more than most people should. Something's going on. Politics, everything. Yeah, something's going on. Now, I am Brandon Big Poppy with Dino. That is Quinn Hudson. That's Tanner Carlson. Give us a follow on Twitter at SA Sports Star, at Big Poppy, Brandon M, at Quinn Hudson, and at Tanner Carlson 20. After this, we will see you guys next Sunday. Lots of trash talking. We're going to be one day away from Texas Tech and Texas. So, you know, me and Tanner are going to be hyped up. <laughs> we'll see you next Sunday. Enjoy the grill. Enjoy the drinks. Happy Super Bowl Sunday, San Antonio.